Thank you, Innie. Hey and welcome. It's so good to be together. Um, especially welcome if this is your first time among us um, at Grace. Um, those baptisms are great, weren't they? Um, I just love hearing those testimonies of people, how they, how they met Jesus for the first time, how he's changed their lives. Here's a question to start with. What would you like to be known for? Would you like to be known as someone who is kind or talented? As someone who is successful or generous? Take for a moment Harry Potter, the fictional character Harry Potter. He's known for a number of things. He's known for his friends, one of the Miney, his flying ability on a broomstick, and, and for his opposition to his arch enemy Voldemort. But more than all that, he's known for his, as the boy who lived, as um, the boy who survives an attempt on his life um, from that enemy Voldemort. And he got a scar that tells the tale. He has this lightning scar on his forehead, and he's instantly recognizable, probably in his world and in our world, because of that scar. Scars tell a story. Scars tell a story. In, in, in my case, um, a story of, a, of, a, of a, a dumb moped accident and adventure. Perhaps for another, the Caesarean scars that speak of a loved son or daughter. Scars tell a story. Jesus is known by his scars, and his scars tell a story. In the um, eyewitness account of Jesus' life we just heard, we met a man called Thomas, and Thomas wanted to see Jesus' scars. Why? Why? What was going on there? Why did he want to see Jesus' scars? Well, it's because he, he didn't believe. And let's wind back a moment. Thomas is one of the 12 disciples. He spends years getting to know uh, Jesus, seeing Jesus work miracles, hearing Jesus' teaching. He gets to know him really well. He loves him. And then Thomas is crushed because he sees Jesus dead on a cross. He sees the, the nails and the hammer and the spear and the, and the wooden cross. And, and Thomas is crushed. And, and then one day, a few days later, Thomas is, is walking around by himself. He's mourning and downcast. And then the other disciples, sorry, um, the other disciples come running to him, and they have a surprisingly happy look on their faces. And they come and say, Thomas, 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 guess what? We've, see, we've seen Jesus. He's, he's alive. Yeah, we didn't quite get it at first, but he, he ate with us and, and, and chatted to us, and he's alive. And, and, and Thomas couldn't get it. He, he couldn't quite believe it. He, couldn't, he was unable to believe it. If you ask Thomas how he wants to be remembered throughout all of human history, he might have said heroic Thomas or, or funny Thomas. But because of this, he's known as Doubting Thomas. Thomas was a, a skeptic. He was unable to believe. And so because of this, for the, for the next eight days, the disciples were full of joy, probably always talking about their encounter of meeting Jesus. And Thomas was on the outside. Thomas couldn't join in with their joy, and he felt like a funeral guest at a wedding. Thomas wanted to see those scars. He wanted to see those scars to believe, to know for sure that the man who he'd seen on that cross and dead 
was the same man who's now supposedly alive and, and breaking bread. He wants to see those scars. Perhaps you can, you can relate to Thomas. Perhaps you heard those, those testimonies earlier, before the baptisms, and you heard people's faith in a God who died for them and loves them. And, and, and you kind of feel on the outside. You, you, you can't quite get there, get there yourself. Maybe you'd like to, but you, 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 can't, you can't do that. At, at the end, in a moment, I'm going to mention a few practical things. If you'd like to, you could do to investigate the claims of Jesus. But for now, I'd just say, that's okay, that's normal. Heck, Thomas was one of the 12 disciples, and the Bible doesn't cover up that even he had these serious doubts. But as we see, and as we heard in those testimonies, Jesus tends to show up. Thomas was, um, eight days later, Thomas was there, and, and Jesus showed up. Jesus came. Thomas was full of anxiety and confusion, and Jesus said, peace be with you. Thomas wanted to see those scars. Jesus knew. And he says, come here, Thomas. See my side, see my hands, believe. And I imagine it took some time for Thomas for it to really click in and really sink in. But in the moment, all he could do was sink to his knees and say, my Lord and my God. Thomas sees the scars and he believes. The scars that tell a story. What exactly is the story that these scars tell? Firstly, they speak of past suffering. The scars of Jesus speak of how he was humiliated, abandoned, broken and killed. Of how he died on a Roman cross for our sake. The scars speak of his sufferings. How can we believe in a good God in a time like this, when all we see around us in the world is a mess? I think here's how. Here we see a God who suffered, who knows what it is to suffer, who knows what it is to live a life like ours. He knows what it is to struggle with things. He knows what it is to be lonely. The God of the Bible is not a distant, callous God. He has not abandoned us. No, he knows what it is to suffer. And this is a God who you can know with you in your pain. But what's more, the scars don't just speak of past sufferings. They shout that suffering is past. That though he was dead, now he is alive. That though our suffering remains for a moment, there is a day secured that is gloriously bright. At the moment, all we see around us is, is death. You go on your phone, you see the news. You see the latest mortality figures. In Jesus, we meet the one who conquered death. Our old foe, who no one could beat, in him we meet the one who conquered death, who was victorious. And for all those who trust in him, they can know that for them too, death will not have the final say. That for them too, there is a a bright and glorious day secured in the future where suffering will be gone and joy will reign. Do you want to know him? You can know this God, this Jesus, who knows what it is to suffer, 
who is with you in your suffering and can give you rock-solid hope. Thomas sees the scars and he believes. The passage finishes by saying, these stories are written down so that you may believe. So I'd like to finish finish by encouraging you to try reading one of these four eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. Try reading Luke, um, written by a doctor who, who really cared for the oppressed. Try reading one of these Gospels. Like, like uh, Connick talked about, try praying quickly. It might feel odd the first time. Try praying and then try reading one of these uh, Gospel accounts. Alpha, we heard, is another great opportunity. Um, and we'll hear, we'll hear a bit more about those now. Ashley, thank you.